Welcome to the Damn Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm a full-time online fitness coach, and my passion is to educate women on all things fitness. I help women just like you step into the power of knowledge and commitment to ultimately live your best and strongest life. In this podcast, we'll talk about being damn strong in our body, mind, and life. I'll be teaching you how to navigate nutrition, strength training, and mindset challenges. So get ready to take some notes because we're building a damn strong life. All right, so let's get into actually what we're uh, talking about this episode, which is bulking, which me and Alex are both currently doing. So we've got a lot of, um, I mean, firsthand insight because we've both done it before, uh, but also just current insight because we're just going through it and it's very fresh on our minds. So I think this will be a good thing for us to chat and go through. And I think it's a very untapped in. People talk about weight loss. People talk about weight loss all the time, but like, I feel like weight gain is not as talked about and like. If you want to maximize muscle growth, you gotta, you gotta put on weight, you know? And so it's just, this is one of those topics that it, yes, it's not as, I mean, it's just not as talked about because it's just not as common of a goal, you know, I think. Well, and we probably think about why it's not as common of a goal, like in the U S like the amount of people that are overweight and don't need to be putting on more weight. So I can understand, but there's also it's, there's that on top of the fear that has been instilled in a lot of people of gaining weight and like putting on any type of fat is bad. And you won't fit in your clothes or you'll look this way. And like, there's the whole societal standards of like being thin. And it's a lot for people just to put on weight if they have the availability to. So it's like with that, it's like 99% of women specifically don't yes. do it. So, and yeah. I think, I mean, me and like, I don't know, like people in my life, I don't know a single person who has done a bulk except for me. That's female. Yeah. Um, and then like social media, like of the people I follow, like gosh, three, four, you know, not, and I many, follow, like, not many women that I personally know. Like you might be the only woman that I know that has, I have a client right now and she's intentionally bulking. It's so fun. Like, and I tell her that yeah. all the time. Like, it's so cool it to fun. see, like, you know, she's stringing together pull-ups. She's jacked. I need to show yeah. you. I need to show you a picture of her sometimes. She is so jacked. She's like, she's awesome. Yeah. And it's, I, it's probably easier mindset wise for her when you are already like a very built person, like pushing through that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, but like you said, there's just not a lot of women. So I want to, let's definitely important topic for us to chat about. And then, yeah, we'll just kind of go through it. So yeah. do you want to first just give the peeps uh what is a bulk what is a calorie surplus well, i'm gonna give you guys an overview of what we're gonna be talking about and then we'll start uh so i'm just gonna give them like the table of contents the questions we're gonna answer so first okay. we're gonna answer what is a bulk you know it's a calorie surplus but we'll talk about that in a minute we're talking about why we're gonna bulk the ideal rate of weight gain how long you uh you should look to gain or how long bulk should last um what to do if you're not hungry are calorie dense foods bad like unhealthy they're not but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> how do you know when to stop versus when to buckle buckle down and get comfortable with the extra body fat? Um, we're going to talk about Brie and my uh, struggles with bulking currently and some of our favorite calorie-dense foods. And we'll probably probably end it there, but we'll see if we have anything else that we want to talk about. So yeah, first things sure first. We'll, we'll go off on tangents too. Oh so, yeah, we always do. Yeah. Um, first things first, what is a bulk? So it is a calorie surplus. If you want to maximize your rate of muscle growth, you almost certainly have to be, I'm not even going to say almost certainly, you have to be in a calorie surplus. Like in, even if you're taking anabolic steroids, even if you have excess body fat, yeah, I think even then. Well, and the key word there is maximize. I don't want people to not yes. hear that word maximize because he's not saying just to build muscle. He's saying to maximize yes. muscle growth. You can absolutely gain muscle if you're in a cut 
if you're at maintenance, especially if you are new to training, you're, you're coming back from a break from training, you are have excess body fat. I might have already said that one. Um, yeah, it, it, you definitely can gain muscle, but there is a certain point where muscle growth is going to be so slow that you kind of have to do, you have to go the extra mile in these different ways. You have to optimize your training. You have to optimize your nutrition, your sleep, like your stress, maybe even could have a really big impact on your muscle growth. So um, the nutrition is just one easy way to yeah. maximize your muscle growth. Yeah, definitely. And then the kind of, our next point was like, why a bulk? And it's basically what you said, just to maximize muscle gain. Like if you're someone who's like, I don't want to wait five years to put on this muscle. I want to do all that in a year. I'm not saying that's the the rate of right. the math, the correct math of five years to one year, but Can you imagine if you, if you were able to do, f I mean, Maybe. I mean, maybe for like maybe. some beginner gains like that. I think I said this in the last podcast, my biggest regret of my journey is that I didn't do a bulk when I started out, especially because like I body weight wise and like health wise, I could afford to put on some body fat then the, oh my gosh, I would just like blown up with muscle. Like it'd been so amazing. So it's like, I don't think that's actually the math. It's probably more of like a one to two it'd be ratio. Impossible to say. It'd be impossible to say. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. There's so many scenarios too. And like how hard you're pushing yourself, all that. Anyways, mm -hmm. but it's like if you don't want to wait that that time, then it's like if you just want to do it more efficiently. I mean, the, I was trying to think of analogies this morning because I love analogies and I think it helps people, but it's just oh, yeah. like it's like building a home. Like, do you want to have five people building you a home or like 50 people building you a home? Like you're gonna get it done so much more efficiently. It's like if you're cool waiting five years to have your house, awesome. Like have five people working on it and building it, and you'll get it in five years, or you could you know, hire 50 people and build it. Now, I mean, there's the talks of like money and stuff with a house and that analogy and stuff like that. But it's like for, you know, I think a lot of people would rather get it done quicker. And it's like, there's a sacrifice that comes with hiring that many people to build that home. And, but the sacrifice is the trade-off is it gets done faster and you get to be in that home quicker. Same thing kind of applies to a bulk is that you'll just get the muscle that you're wanting. And dare I say the body you're desiring faster by going through this short-term uncomfortable of putting on fat at the same time. Yeah. And I think it's really important for us to say that like <clears throat> a lot of women, especially not, not as many men in my experience, a lot of women will fear about going into a bulk and putting on muscle because they don't want to get bulky. Brie, do you want to tell the audience how hard it is to get legitimately <laughs> bulky? I'm still trying to get bulky to this day and I've been in it Same. for, well, my journey's been so up and down, but like, and I've been, you know, pushing for that. I mean, forever in a sense. I mean, not, I guess not technically, but you know what I mean? Like, right. it's so difficult. And I said, it's this been is more I'm than half a decade. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to remember like the people that you see that are like, uh, let's even talk about the women, the women that you see online that you look at and you're like, I would not want to look like them. Totally understandable. It's fine that everyone has an aesthetic, an aesthetic preference totally fine. Those women that you're looking at saying like, I don't want to look like her. She has been working towards that specific physique for years. Some on steroids, Decades. some yeah. not. Right. The ones that are on steroids, they've probably been working towards that specific body type for like 10 years. They've been training to specifically look like that. They just actually start training and pushing themselves hard and get there. They're like, those women have to be doing bulks. Like they can't get there without doing a bulk. Yeah. And so it's just, you have to be so intentional about looking that way and training that way and getting your food in. And again, do that for years that you're just not accidentally going to get there if you're not super on your A game about it. Yeah. No, nobody slipped on a banana peel, ended up with a needle in their butt and, you know, <laughs> turned into Hulk Hogan overnight. Like, yeah. That's not happening. It's just, yeah, it, it's exactly. not happening. So it is, it is really difficult. And like you said, and I think the other fear too, is like, obviously just the body fat, like, 
that's what's so hard. And this, well, I mean, this will kind of tie into like our, our experiences, but like for me specifically, it's harder to watch myself just every, not really every day. That's dramatic, but in my brain every day, just yeah, get yeah. less and less and less and less defined and look less and less and less and less. I'm doing air quotations. Like I work out because I'm just putting on body fat fast at a faster rate than you're putting muscle, which is normal. And so it's like, I have to, and then yesterday literally had the experience i got in a pair of jeans and i go i can't sit down in these pair of jeans i can stand in them but if i sit down be very uncomfortable at a mother's day brunch and so mm. i had to change jeans because i was like i can't fit in these anymore and so not getting upset about that or if you get upset owning that and then moving on but it's like it's really just a state of being uncomfortable for a set amount of time i put on a pair of shorts yesterday i love these pair of shorts so much they're like blue they have like white they're just so nice they're like navy and they have yeah. this white drawstring and i love them so much they're like a perfect casual short yeah you know and yeah. a lot of a lot of my shirts went so well with it i put them on yesterday i don't know yeah. i was like maddie are you putting anabolics in my <laughs> like anabolic steroids in my morning cereal because my thighs these things, I mean, they were ready to tear across my thighs, yeah. which is great, you know, for me right yeah, now. Right? I'm trying to yeah. get my quads, like my legs bigger, right? But yeah, so I don't know. There, There is, um, coming from my leanest state of, of all of my entire life, I'm now up 23 pounds. And it's like seeing, like you said, seeing those lines that you worked so hard for, you know, you get like yeah. shoulder definition, like the striations coming in, you start seeing yeah. the abs are just cut up and you're looking crazy. And yeah. now it's like, I mean, I, I look like a paper bag. I have no shape. <laughs> like, I have, I, okay. I, I, I don't have, know if it's that extreme. It's but, not that extreme. It's not yeah. literally that extreme, but, but like, it also yeah, kind of shows a little bit. there. not, not saying like you have body dysmorphia, but the kind of body dysmorphia there of you being like, Oh, I'm. I look so much better here or there. And it's like, there's some people that would give like their right arm to like, look how you look, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, if I could just look like Alex does, but it just shows like, this is, I mean, this is going to like a confidence thing. It's like, no matter what aesthetic you achieve, if you can't accept and enjoy mm. and, and be grateful of where you're at, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. There was, uh, I realized watching it, it was a bodybuilder and he was talking. He's like, yeah, I remember the days when I was in high school and I was, you know, 135 and I was like if I can just get to 165 and I got to 165 I was like man if I can just 185 got oh, to 185 yeah. seriously this guy is now so pushing true. 250 okay? he's pushing 250 oh. he's just trying to get to 250 he's at like 230 or something like that 225 and he's like it just shows the body do what how tall is he I don't I don't remember I don't remember I was just over the fact that I was like man this guy started at like 165 or 135 I can't remember yeah. what it was but it was insane like he almost doubled his body weight is oh what my memory my was um I've done and way more than that. I started like it's out never like, enough. It's I started never out enough. Like a he's pounds. like, yeah, he's like, you just always keep chasing it. And he's like, that's the reality of the body, of the body dysmorphia that's in the bodybuilding industry. It's never enough. So it's just, you know, but I don't know if you caught what I said, there. but I was like, I, I started off at a couple pounds. So I've like 10 X my weight at this point because a baby. Oh, LOL. <laughs> you like you no, you steamrolled past that. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't hear it, but that's a very low hanging fruit of a joke. So I'm, you know, not not worth one. giving the attention to. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had heard it, maybe I would have just steamrolled over it. I, I think so. Yeah. All right. Ideal rate of weight gain. So, what should people be shooting for? I always tell people half a pound to or half a pound. Half a percent to 1% per month is what you're aiming for. You can also do like one to 2% as well. Um, yep. But I think, you know, I think this actually is appropriate with talking about this. It's like, you always hear the term like clean bulk and dirty bulk. Oh yeah. And so it's like, 
there, I think people associate dirty bulk as in you eat absolutely whatever you want, even if it's pure junk all the time, just to gain the weight. And clean yeah. bulk is where you try to put on body fat, but you eat like vegetables and like more whole foods and you put on less body fat and you, you do it, you put on body fat slower and a dirty bulk is you eat whatever you want, as much as you want, as much trash as you want. And you put on the max amount of body fat yep. when honestly it shouldn't be technically it's not like, either or it should never it's be not either, either or. or it's just like let's put on the most amount of muscle with the least amount of body fat like we should always be aiming for for just because that's the definition of a clean bulk like we should always be aiming for a clean bulk technically yeah lean, but I hate that lean word bulk a, clean bulk clean. these are these are yeah we hate these we hate these terms i so hate those much. terms but it's the nice. goal should always be with a bulk to maximize muscle gain with the least amount of body fat because there's a point where if you're putting on 10 pounds a month there's only there's it's like it's a I'm not a bell curve, but eventually it plateaus off, right? There's only so yeah. much body fat you can put on to maximize muscle. And then eventually you're just putting on more body fat. You're right. not maximizing muscle. And so it's like, why are we trying to put on 20 pounds in, in two months when that's not going to make you grow muscle any faster? Yeah. The two ways I would look at this for rate of weight gain would be either a 200 to 300 calorie surplus per day. Now that assumes that you know your maintenance. Yeah. Um, and that's actually a pretty hard number to dial down, especially as you're bulking or, or cutting even that number is going to change pretty drastically for a lot of people. Um, So it'll go up, it'll go down, you know, not day to day, but over the course of like weeks or months, it'll definitely change as you gain or lose weight. So um, 200, 300 calories surplus per day would be my recommendation. If you don't know your maintenance, shoot for, I would say one to 2% body weight per month. Um, So Breeze was half percent to 1%, mine's one to 2%. I just think half percent per month, you know, if you're, let's say 150 pounds, you're shooting for what? Three quarters of a pound per month at that point. Yeah, I guess roughly. Yeah. It's, it's, it'd be really hard to, to see that, you know, like yeah. see that on the scale to track that on the scale. Um, I think also loss. probably more experienced you are, you could probably lean maybe towards down that a little bit because you know how to read your data. And I guess yeah. when I say half a percent, it's more like, I, I mean, a p- I more so want you to be leaning towards a pound. You know yeah. what I mean? At least a pound per month. Yep. Um, so I guess 5% would be a little bit less depending on what you weigh. Yep. So. Um, how long should people bulk for? So I, w- I mean, I used to be in the camp of saying at least four months minimum. And now I'm really on this like six month minimum at least is where I think you should. The longer mm. you can do it, the better it's going to be. But then I'm also in the camp of if you're so scared to bulk and like it's just terrifying you and it's just terrifying and you'll never do it because I'm telling you, you have to do it for at least six months, do it for a month and just like get your feet wet so you can get more comfortable. So I think ideally to see actual, like physical, like tangibly, you can see, okay, wow, I can see physical difference six months. Yeah. Um, but if you need to dip your toes, I'm also pro that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I I try not to get scared of when you're moving between these phases of like, let's say you're, let's just say you're starting at maintenance and then you go into a bulk or you go into a cut. We're going to talk about bulking first. Yeah. Let's say you're 130 pounds. You move into a bulk within a week. You might be 133. That does not mean that you gain three pounds of body fat, right? You probably gained maybe a quarter pound of body fat. Maybe. I mean, in one week, who knows, but it's mostly going to be stomach content. And when we, when a lot of people go into weight loss, you know, they're going for maintenance, they go to weight loss, they cut their calories, and they'll see that three pound weight loss. And they're like, Oh, my God, I feel so good. It's amazing. And like, they're celebrating this. And then they're also they'll punish themselves for gaining three pounds on a bulk. It's like these things are this kind of like, range. Yeah, that trans transitionary period is it's going to be 
there's going to be a jump there, you know, whether it's a jump down or a jump up. So what I would recommend anytime you're moving in between these phases, my personal recommendation is disregard that first week of data. Like don't count it in because you didn't just gain three pounds. Like don't count that in toward your monthly target at all. Yeah. I would say maybe, and you can disagree or agree. Maybe don't count like the full three pounds. Like if you went up three pounds, some of that hope where, you know, you're going to be in a surplus is hopefully to be body fat. So I mean, don't disregard all of it. Just don't be like, Oh my gosh, three pounds, like understanding that transition. Yeah. So yeah, as far as weekly averages go, I literally don't understanding that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. What do you think about how long did you just agree with, do you agree with what I said? Or is there any thoughts that you have about how long you should be in one? One of the questions that I have that I don't think you or I have the answer to is like physiologically, why, you know, are there any processes that are ramping up? Because I hear so many people that, that you and I learn from that are like, oh yeah, you should bulk for three months, six months, 12 months. Like, and I've always wondered physiologically why psychologically I can understand it because like, yeah, like you said, what are you going to gain in three weeks or a month? Or if you do one week of bulking and one week of cutting, it's like you're ping ponging, you know, back and forth. It's yeah. like, you're basically just at maintenance at that point. Right. Um, but like physiologically, are there processes that have to ramp up for muscle growth? I, I don't have an answer to that question. That's something that I would like to know. What would be your guess? If you just had to guess, like, and when I think when Alex is saying ramp up, he's saying like, oh, there's the reason why you need to be in a bulk for six is because like the first month or two months or whatever, things are kind of, you're gaining muscle, but like it gets faster and faster over time kind of thing. Yeah. what you're saying, right? Yeah, man. I don't even know if I want to put my finger on what a hunch would be because this has been a question I've had for like two and a half years now. That's yeah. like, I almost thought about like, just, you know, just pondering like, should I go back and study this? Like, should I like go for a, a master's and a PhD? Like just to, because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I have a, I have a buddy that um, is getting his PhD and he was like, if you ever have a burning question, that's the only way I would tell somebody to go like pursue a PhD. If you have a burning question yeah. in a field that you're passionate about. And there was a time that I was like, man, this is a question that I'm very curious about. Um, yeah. But then I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, no. A lot of time and a lot of money for the one well, question. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, exactly. at the end of the day, does it like, is that, what is that? If you find the answer to that, what does that change for yes. a lot of people? I think the right. reality is most people just need to commit to a longer amount of time. Yes. yes. For a multitude of reasons. But I think it's a great question. So, so I think physiologically, I don't have the answer. I don't know if like, I mean, I've looked high and low for this answer. I don't know if we have it. Um, yeah. Psychologically, I think, yeah, I think you nailed it psychologically. Like if you're yeah. super scared of weight gain, try it for a month, see how it goes. You yeah. might love the extra energy. You might love the way your lifts are progressing. Um, but yeah, like to see it, to see the visual changes and to see the muscle, like, you know, add on, I, I think six months would be my recommendation. Just commit to it for six months. What's the worst yeah, and I happen? think also when I'm when I talk about the dipping toe, like I will say, definitely please give yourself a month of dipping your toe. Like, don't do a week because again, you're gonna get spooked by the first week. Yeah. I really want you to see the up and down that your body will do over the course of four, um, and how you really like, oh wow, I actually put on a pound and a half, and like, what's really a pound and a half look like? You know, I always remember like when I get to the end, I always when I'm gonna cut, it's important for me psychologically to finish it. Like, even it's like I only got one week so left. True. I can only realistically probably lose a pound of body fat. Am I even going to notice that pound? I could just quit right now. But for me, I need to see that through. And so yeah, it's I like a finish line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you do go into bulk, 
and you're like, oh my gosh, I've gained a pound and a half. It's like, okay, but if you're at the end of the cut and you're like, it's just one more pound, you would think about that differently. So it's really like a pound and a half or a pound or whatever that ends up being is your pants still fit the same. You still look the same, you know, like you can do this for a bit longer and, you know, and push yourself a little bit longer in those areas. Something that you touched on earlier that, um, that I actually think we could talk about quite a bit more is this clean versus, you know, dirty Dirty bulk. bulk. Like we could talk about this for a while. Is that something that you'd want to, uh, discuss a little bit more? Yeah, go for it. All right. So, yeah. So we kind of talked about it earlier on like clean is this idea, clean versus dirty bulking. Clean is this idea that like, okay, you're eating just like chicken and broccoli and, you know, and rice. And like, that's just an example, but basically that you're still eating the way you would in a cut, but just with larger portion sizes where that can kind of potentially not be easy is try that. Try, try eating just those very, those very uh non-calorie dense yeah whole foods very nutrient dense foods they're great for you know your nutrient consumption right but they're going to fill you up so much and and it's why those foods are great as a as a base for you know for for just your life because they fill you up but like you're gonna need to throw in a twix bar you're gonna need to throw in some cereal you're gonna need to throw in something because otherwise you will not be able to hit your calorie target without these very calorie dense foods yeah and, and I if think you that- for some reason or don't want to eat a candy bar and you have something against that like you're going to be that's peanut butter and like a spoon are going to be quite a frequent thing that you're dipping into olive oil yeah the, yeah. the one rule olive i oil. like is um no dry foods when you're on a bulk if you're like yeah. struggling to gain weight no dry foods so you gotta have yeah. sauces are great you know like yeah. if you're eating a salad I want each, each, each leaf of lettuce to be soaked. (laughs) Just dip each lettuce in dressing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not hungry, I mean, this actually is one of our next points is what to do if you're not hungry. And it's like lean into those, those calorie dense foods, like those, the candy that you may have, you know, said like, oh, I can't eat that. I'm so bad, you know, like, or the Oreos for me, it's Oreos. I'm not kidding. When I'm bulking, I probably eat eight to 12 Oreos every day. I'm serious. And like probably like four to six Rice Krispie treats. Like, yeah, it's funny you brought that up because I'm now having increased my calories a little bit. And so I, so this is an interesting like mindset thing I've overcome recently. So I've always just tried to keep like snacks out of not always keep snacks, but keep things like chips or just things I want to go grab and munch on just kind of out of the apartment, just so I don't have that desire to do it. And if I do like, it's not there. So I go for a whole meal, whatever. I still have snacks. I'm not against snacks. Um, and so I've been really nervous in my bulk to bring those things back in because I'm like, Mm. what's going to happen is I'm going to enjoy snacking on these chips and pretzels and Oreos so much. So when I go into a cut, it's going to be that much harder into a, in, in a cut because I was thinking about those things. I was enjoying oh, yeah. those things so much. Yeah. And I was like, no, Brie, like you need to see if this is actually a thing. You're creating this reality that you have no idea is actually a thing. And so I've started buying like the dots pretzels, which are just crack cocaine mm-hmm. and barbecue chips and Oreos and Oreos are like notorious. That is like the one thing I have a really hard time controlling myself around, mm. but because I'm not hungry all the time. And I'm so satiated. Like I hardly think about those things and I've actually been able to have them in the house. And so I recently bought Oreos 
Now I will say I do end up eating like 12 Oreos probably in a day because I'll go for like two (laughs) when I wake up and then I'll go for like two for mid morning and I'll go for two after lunch and then two before dinner and then like two after dinner. Mm -hmm. But I had a friend who was watching someone on on Instagram and she was struggling with that. She was pregnant or just given birth and she was struggling with her breast milk supply. And she posted, she was like, guys, I started eating Oreos and my, my breasts, uh, breast, my milk supply increased. Mm-hmm. I swear on Oreos. And I was like, what she doesn't realize is it's not the Oreos it's that energy. are helping produce more milk. She's getting more calories in. Yep. Yep. And so she's able to produce more. And I was like, wait, I'm, I can so easily eat Oreos. Why don't I just keep Oreos in my cabinet? And, I'll, and easily my calories have been hit every day now because Where are your calories at now. Uh, 20, 26 to 27. I try you're to getting up there. Yeah, you're getting up there. I know. It's feeling? been nice though. I had another like thing I had happen the other day as a friend asked me, she's like, so are you excited to cut? And I was like, I just haven't think about it. I was like, uh, kind of, but I also really love my life right now. Like I don't yeah, have to think fun. about food like at all. Like I go mm-hmm. out to a restaurant, I can pick anything on the menu. You know what I mean? Yeah. And get a couple drinks easy. Right. And it's like, I'll hit my calories and be a little bit over. And I don't mind if I'm a little bit over. And like that kind of freedom in a sense is really, really nice. Like I don't be gaining forever, but there's going to be a point where I'm eating 2,700 calories. That will be a maintenance for me. And I can continue at this lifestyle that I'm at. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to reveal the muscle. Cause I can tell like, I'm going to have a good like reveal of muscle when I do cut. But at the same time, like, man, the life is nice. At least yeah. I know you're pushing a lot more calories than I am, but I don't know. Being, being not in a deficit is really enjoyable. You know, yeah. I'm at 34, 3,500 calories. And like, I, I actually have to pay attention very closely to my diet. Yeah. So this weekend, um, I was at a, I was at a wedding and so I was tracking my calories even like while I was at the wedding, once yeah. I started drinking, I was like, okay, no, it's not happening. And by the yeah. way, um, I did drink this weekend. I, I right. You say, yeah, you said I was, you, I started drinking. Up a little I was bit. Like, you drank? You, you perked up. It's been the first time in like a year. Wow. I, and, and there's no reason like I'm not like sober this wasn't like oh I reset or yeah, anything like that I just don't have a reason to yeah I just don't really like drinking that much but like as I was drinking I was like I get why people do this this is yeah you know it's kind of fun like it's yeah. fun getting a buzz and just like dancing yeah. you know um but anyway um yeah I'm at like 34 3500 calories and I'm so not hungry that like I could probably eat 2000 or like 2300 ish and be yeah. full so it's like yeah. I have to really dial in or else and like really, really try to get my calories in early or else I'm going to be 10 p.m., 11 p.m., 1,500 calories. And the other night I had a bowl of popcorn and then I had the biggest bowl of cereal. Like I couldn't even Today. finish it. Like it was over, it was, I mean, I have big bowls and it was like yeah. overflowing. Oh it was, gosh. it was, it was insane. Well, I, I think it's the difference with- between where you're at and like even Sage too. Like he has to constantly, and like, I, I, maybe I'm a li- put that a little too far of like, I don't have to think about it. Like I do, like, I know after we record this, like I need to go eat something. Right. And then I know we're going to go look at some houses today. Like I need to make sure I eat before that and probably bring something with me. There's a little bit of intentionality with that, but it's also just nice knowing like going to the weekend, like I don't really have to pre-plan us going out to yeah, get margaritas sure. and tacos on Friday because one, going out to eat period will easily put me into my calories for oh, the day. Yeah. So oh, it actually yeah. makes it easier when we go out to eat. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I will track it, but I just don't have to do this super crazy planning. Cause if I'm over my calories a little bit for me, I just don't super care because if I'm getting a little bit more body fat, that's fine. Not a big deal. Um, but yeah, there's a point with like you and Sage, like it's a point where if Sage and I go out of town, like he loses weight every single time because same. eating three yeah. meals a day is not enough for him. Yeah, and I'm right. saying for you, but for me, if we're eating out three meals a day, I will hit that 2,700 calories good. easy, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just funny how that 
there's a point of calories you get to where it kind of drops off. I, I think one thing for people who are interested in moving between these phases, I know we've talked a little bit about cutting on the bulking podcast, but, um, or bulking episode, but, um, when you move from a cut to a bulk or a bulk to a cut, it's, it's not as severe when you have maintenance in, in between there, but when you're moving between these phases, you, <laughs> did you just did hear, you hear your cat? That? <laughs> Keep that in. Um, yeah, he's, he wants pets, but which, I'm like, who I'm is coming. It? Okay, go who ahead. Who is it? Shiner. Okay. He's the um, one that's bonding with um the orange cat. Melio or Diego? Melio. Yeah. You're we, sticking I, with Melio? Yeah. It's Sage loves that name. And I'm like, you know what? He's never named any of the animals and like he really Young Flame it's or so whatever. Cute. It's so cute. I mean at night he will sit on Sage's laps when he's playing league and he's just Aww. sitting here watching like the colors and he's just purring Sa- and just Sage earned. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, Sage it's, earned. I'm the like, name. fine, we'll do Melio. And it's just it's cute. It just kind of fits and that works. I don't know. But yeah, anyways. Um, when you're moving from like a cut to a bulk or bulk to a cut, be ready for like a, a massive lifestyle change. Like yeah. there are things that I do when I first move from a cut to a bulk and, and then vice versa. That's like, dang, you forget about this. You forget yeah. that like when you're in a cut, you need to like intentionally eat slower or else your hunger is going to be insane. You forget yeah. like, oh man, I need to double up on my protein, my fiber, like all these or different you have like veggies. You like a protein each meal because yes. if you don't, you're probably not going to hit your you're protein just, for that day. Yeah, you're going to be like yeah. starving and you're not going to hit your protein goals. Like there's just so many things. And then, you know, I do think that the dichotomization, oh, good word, um, of yeah. foods, of That's like good. good or bad foods, which again, Brie and I hate, you yeah. know, the calorie dense foods, the, the, they're not as nutrient dense like Oreos, for example. It's like, oh man, people are so scared to, to bring those in the equation. But like, again, you're probably not going to hit your calorie goal if you don't. So like Brie said, you know, start bringing in those snacks, start bringing in the dots, pretzels, the right. Oreos, the foods that you can just kind of munch on mindlessly to a degree, yeah. um, just to hit your calorie goals. Yeah. Well, I mean, even play, cause that was one of our points is like our calorie dense foods, bad and healthy and all that kind of stuff. It's like, let's play devil's advocate in that. Let's just say you prioritize your nutrition to a, a, the hundredth percent and you make sure you hit every single thing your body needs a hundred percent by eating whole foods. You're still going to have a calorie need at the end of the day. Right. So it's like your body's getting everything it needs and eating Oreos is not hurting your body. Yeah, That's the thing anything. I think people need to understand is like mm-hmm. eating not Oreos bad. is not hurting it's just not helping it like other foods would. Yeah. And so as long as you're getting everything else in you need, like it's helping it by getting the, the calories in, but nutritional, I mean, there is some nutritional value too. I mean, you flip over the back of the, the, the package, there's a nutrition label because there is nutritional value to it, right. but it's not as nutritional, nutritionally valuable as other things. And so it's like, it's fine if you're having that, as long as you're thinking about other things and having that balanced day. Yeah, I, I'm so tired of the commercial demonization of sugar. Yeah. And this is something that gets me actually extremely frustrated is people always see like, oh, zero sugar added. They're like, that's something good to eat. Or like, oh, I need to watch my sugar consumption. Sugar right. in and of itself is not inherently bad for you. It's, it's just if it's on its own. It, if it crowds out your, you know, if it's pushing out one, if it's pushing you over your calorie intake goal, if it's pushing right. you way over into a surplus and you're not trying for that, you're trying right. to lose weight, then yeah, sugar is not. The two things that I see that are potentially wrong with sugar is one, it's not very satiating. And two, the foods that contain it usually are not very nutritionally dense. Yeah. That's it. And, and, and not only are they not nutritionally dense, they're typically dense in calories, which then lists the weight gain part too. Yeah. And so like we have this demonization of sugar. It's like sugar is not really, 
an issue on its own. And in fact, it can be very, very helpful for people that are struggling. Let's say you have little Timmy, who's 120 pounds, leaving college. Uh, hey, that was me and yeah. was really struggling to gain weight. And like, I have, this is another topic for another day, but I have a family member. You could honestly a whole probably podcast on sugar, but. Right. I have ahead. a family member yeah. who's like, oh, that's bad for you. You can't be eating that. Like you shouldn't be eating that. If you want to gain weight, you need to eat clean, you know? And he had no idea what he was talking about nutritionally, but that's a whole nother thing. But um, well, it's, it's like, it's, I needed to eat those things because I was yeah. struggling to gain weight because I was like, I was running around for soccer, right? I was running like miles every day. And it's like, I couldn't put on weight for the life of me. Yeah. What people don't understand is like you said, sugar itself as a single thing is not poisonous to your body. When you consume yeah. sugar, it's not poison. I know there are people are me listen to this. They're like, that's not true. Like it right. causes the inflammation, blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's a whole, again, we can that's do a whole podcast whole on this. That... What the problem with sugar in our society is we have a ton of it. There's no nutritional value. And so if let's just say you're- Whoa, 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 whoa. No what? nutritional value. Okay. I need to put the brakes on there. It is a carbohydrate and it fuels you. You're true. Correct. Correct. So very low nutritional value. So thank you for that question. Firm disagree. Really? Firm firm disagree. uh, But I'm thinking comparing like, I'm thinking like vitamin C, vitamin A, like those things. Okay. Nobody's eating. Let me, let me, let me, let me, maybe, let me finish with what I'm saying. And then maybe you'll understand. And then we, I'm, I'm totally down for you disagreeing. You are. We'll debate on this. this. We're going to (laughs) be. So. Like the my problem teeth. with sugar is that we consume a lot of it. Just let me say low nutritional value. It's low nutritional value when it comes to like vitamin A, vitamin C, those, the, it's low nu, nu, vitamins and minerals. Let me, I'll say that it's very low in the vitamins and minerals of what you're needing. I'm just watching your face. I'm just like, where is he going to start? Smiling? Don't look at my face. Don't look at my okay, face. I'm just going to finish what I'm saying. We consume a lot of it, very low nutritional value. And it is in foods that are very high in calories. Let's even take that out. If you have, if you're trying to fill up, let's just say like you have a cup, right? You only could put so much in that cup. You are the cup, right? If you are filling 60% of that with sugar and then 40% of that with, you know, other things, you're not getting a lot of densely nutritional foods in your system. So that's the problem with sugar is that people consume sugar so much that most of their diet is not filled with highly nutritionally dense foods and they're missing out on that and that's what's making them sick it's not the sugar that's making them sick it's them the lack of them them eating other diversity making them sick i'm saying sick like people are like gaining weight having diseases like all that stuff people are saying like sugar is why i have cancer or why i have why i have heart disease and all this it's like it's not sugar that is the it's an overconsumption of calories it's the overconsumption of calories for the weight gain for a very talk- long period of time. Correct. That and then puts the- you in, in a obese situation. Correct. And then it's other things. In addition to weight gain, it's, you know, not having vegetables and fruits and all these other things in your diet that are going to help not you not get certain diseases. Like it's not sugar that's causing all these things. It's the excess consumption of sugar that takes away from the excess that are- consumption of calories. Yes. But I'm also saying you could even not this, and this is what I believe is that you could not have an excess consumption of calories. You could be eating your maintenance, but your diet consists of a ton of sugar mm-hmm. that doesn't, isn't things that are like fruits the vitamins, and vegetables. The nutrients that you, you want. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I agree. So with I that. agree with you. Yes. I think a lot of the sugar problems that we have here, especially in the States is because of the overconsumption of sugar, there's an overconsumption of calories, which that causes a weight gain, which causes a 
a mile long list of issues. And there's also people who aren't overweight, who their diet is completely, not completely, but very high in sugar. And they're not getting essential things that they need as well. Yeah. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Sort of. I'm going to, okay. um, my turn to throw some punches. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> um, let's replace sugar with, with water. And let's let's just play this whole thing out of like, oh, sugar does I, not have idea. sugar does yeah. not have nutrients. Does water? No, but we need right. it to survive. And I'm not saying like right. we absolutely need carbohydrates to survive. No, we can go into ketosis if we wanted to yeah. and use fats. Our body's going to adapt very well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now we do need fats. We do need protein in order to survive. We need water to survive. But like, so we don't need sugar to survive, but like nobody's going into their pantry and eating a tablespoon of sugar and being like, oh man, that was so good. It's sugar, it's fats, the combination of those two things, like yes. in pizza, like in Oreos, like in donuts, right. like in all these foods, right? And yes, they, a lot of times they aren't nutritionally fortified, like the same way that blueberries or strawberries or oatmeal right. or, you know, one of those things are, yeah. um, things that are high in sugar typically aren't very high in fiber. So that's another thing. Fiber is right. very, very good for us and it's very satiating, but I, I very much want to stray away from the demonization of sugar as a, as one ingredient. Like let's look at like a bowl of cereal, right? No, Has anybody you ever water thing? Cause I think we can apply what you said to what I said is like, okay, let's say you're entire, let's say you eat a certain amount of, you can, you, again, a, you're the glass of, you're a glass and you fill up your day with 80% water and you only have the rest of your day's 20% food, you would be under eating and then you yep. would therefore die because right. the most of your, your stomach is consumed with water, which is great for you, but water's not going to keep you alive through everything. You also need food on top of that. So I think you could apply this to literally any single any ingredient. Any one ingredient. Yeah. Any one sodium. Ingredient. Like if your sodium intake is like your sugar intake, same oh thing. my God, you're done. <laughs> yeah, you're done. You can really take yeah. any single ingredient. And if you replace the that, dose you have that in excess, it takes away from the other things. What are you going to say? Yep. The dose makes the poison yeah, in every exactly. situation, in yeah. every single situation. Water you're is just highly dosed with the sugar. Potentially. Yes. yes. I, I do agree that like the commercialization of a lot of just like, I mean, look, you go to Frito-Lay, right? You go to Frito-Lay, the business, and they yeah. have some of the world's greatest food engineers trying to make delicious foods that they're probably going to need sugar. They're probably going to need fats. They're probably going to need salts to make this delicious thing that borderline makes you, I'm not going to say like addicted because addiction is like a whole different thing, but yeah. it makes you want that thing again yeah. and again and again. It's a very high dopamine response from that, right? right? So yeah, it's not just sugar. It's just, and so a lot of people are like, oh my God, I can't eat sugar because it's bad for you. It's like, oh my God, you are missing so much of you're seeing Worse one... than the trees. Is that the analogy yeah. or the, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So that, that's just one thing that's frustrating to me. And also like eat a bowl of cereal guys. And also <laughs> while you're doing that, go ahead and read the nu nutrition label and look at how heavily fortified those things are. Like, is yeah. it the best thing for you to eat at every single meal? No, definitely not. But yeah. oh my God, they fortify the hell out of those. They put so many vitamins in a yeah. bowl of cereal now. It's it's actually yeah. really impressive what they're able yeah. to do. Yeah. No, I, I I think we, you and me both agree. We just explained, so I see it a little bit different. We maybe? have the exact same head on this. I, I Yeah. Think. Yeah. I don't think you and me are opposing on this, no. but I, I, cause I agree with you. Like, like you said, sugar is like, it's a carbohydrate gives you energy. Right. Um, in a lot of cases, like it said, can be extremely beneficial, extremely yeah. beneficial for the yeah. right people in the right circumstances. It's just like you said, 
a lot of people are way over consuming it and not consuming enough of the nutrient dense foods that they need. But if you right. have, you have, if you have a healthy diet that, you know, you meet your nutrition needs, you meet your fiber needs, you hit your protein targets and you're within your calorie targets for whatever that is, and you're not overweight, sugar has, is not, there's nothing wrong with sugar. If you're adding it on top or if you're adding these fun foods or whatever we want to call it on top. Yeah. I think the last thing I want to add to this, and then we'll, we've honestly talked about that for a long time, but it was probably maybe necessary for this. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll add is the difference with sugar with like repairable with like water and sodium that I personally brought in is like, you can't completely eliminate water from your system or sodium. You would die sugar. If you never had any sugar ever again, you would still survive. You would survive. Live a great, wonderful life. Um, so that's probably the one. Kind of. Well, Maybe. yeah, sure. I would. I don't know if it'd be a wonderful life without sugar, but. Yeah, and also just like how are we defining sugar? Are we defining sugar as like all carbohydrates are broken down yeah, into the simplest right. forms as glucose. Like in that sense, like you're gonna operate worse if you're if you're that's if true. you're lifting and you're eliminating. Not even if you're lifting, but like potentially from a mental aspect, if you're eliminating carbs completely from your diet, because like carbs, sugar, essentially. Oh, and I'm just talking about like. I think I'm just trying to talk about table sugar, but you're correct. You. People could be talking about fructose or any, like the, all those stuff too, but There's yeah, so many like small semantics that we could go on, you know, and like pick totally each other apart on the, that might be that. another episode that we like, cause we, we could talk for, episode. yeah, we could talk for an yeah, hour. For on that sure. one. All right. Next point. How do you know when to stop versus uh, stop bulking versus when to buckle down and get uncomfortable with the extra body fat? I think <clears throat> in any journey, you're going to get uncomfortable you know, especially with like weight gain, like both you and I are, you know, how many months into this at this point? Like eight, nine, 10 months. October, November, December, January, February, March, April. I'm eight and a half months. When did you start bulking? August 1st. Okay. I started in September. Okay. So you're like seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up 20 pounds, 23 pounds at this point. Now the reason for that there's a very specific reason that I'm up that much. I shouldn't like math wise. I probably, if we're gaining like one to 2% body weight per month, I shouldn't be up that much. Um, so I just want to add a disclaimer here that like I was in such a lean state that my body, I was probably like, you needed to put on a a good chunk of weight. I was at a, I was at an unhealthy point. And so I knew that I needed to put on body fat for my body to be like healthy again. Um, so I was eating like 4,000, 5,000 calories per day for a good week and a half exclusively for the reason of trying to put on body fat as fast as possible to recover from where I was. This isn't the case for a lot of people. Most people, if you're just like your average kind of lean, you don't need to do this, but like for bodybuilders, I'm not a bodybuilder, but like for bodybuilders who are like stage lean, which I was, um, or at least maybe not pro lean because you were a hundred percent state. I mean, Again, you've talked about this a few times on the pod. Is like you were getting lightheaded walking around yeah. your uh, neighborhood. Yeah. So you were definitely at a leanness that would be stage unhealthy, unhealthy, yeah, unhealthy yeah. level of lean. So I knew what I needed to do was put on a bunch of weight. So like when I say twenty three pounds in seven months, like don't be like, oh, that's what I should shoot for then. Yeah, you know. Since then, I'm a at a chunk very, of that was up front. Ten pounds sure. of that were in the first month, and yeah. then the next like. 13 ish pounds has been a really solid rate of like 1.5 to two pounds per month, which I've been so happy with. Yeah. And I'm about tw- uh, 11, 12 pounds up from my, yeah. Cause I was at 140 and I'm like 152 ish around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm about 12 pounds in nine, what did I say? Eight and a half, eight and a half months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm right around my one to 2%, but I will say it was like 
a little bit faster in the beginning. How mine has gone, it hasn't been really evenly spread. It was a little bit faster in the beginning. Um, but then, for a bit there, right? Yeah, and they plateaued. For, I plateaued actually for a bit. And I was like, I need to push my calories. I was also like, we talked about like getting, I was just so full and I didn't want to eat. And Alex was like, have you drank your calories? I was like, why have I not thought about that? <laughs> right, like exploded. Yeah, my brain exploded <laughs> because I think we're always trying to get our water intake in. And it's yeah. like, wait, why am I not drinking orange juice with breakfast and then chocolate milk with lunch and like yeah. adding calories that way? And then when I was hitting a little bit of plateau again, I was like, let me just get Oreos and just right. whenever I feel like having a snack on them, just eat them and that will just naturally increase me. So yeah. And so mine's been a little bit, it hasn't been even 12 pounds, but it definitely was a little bit faster, plateaued for a little bit. And now it's been more consistent over time. So yeah, for people who yeah. want to know my weight, because I, I like that you added your weight in there. I was 150 at the end of my last cut and now I'm 173 today. Okay. Um, yeah. Just for perspective, I think I'm going to go to like 180 or 185 pounds. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah. My short term goal is like 175 short term. Yeah. Eight month, nine month goal is 175 pounds. Then I'm going to reevaluate, but I might just bulk through the summer. I want to ask you this because I see people do it differently. I see some people make weight goals that they want to hit before they start bulking and some people make mm -hmm. time goals. Mm. What's your reason for doing the weight goal versus yeah. the time? I, I actually generally prefer a time goal. I think okay. uh, I think that's a lot more fun because then you have a, a guaranteed finish line, right? You yeah. know, like your weight can fluctuate so much. Like maybe one day you're 175, next day you're 173.5, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I do generally prefer time goal. Um, I use macro factor, use code Alex for a two week free trial. Um, <laughs> I love it, <laughs> but I use that. And so they make you enter in a weight goal and then it tells you like your projected end date based okay. on that, based on your rate of weight gain. So yeah. that's the reason that I have like 175 as a, as a okay. current goal. Um, but like for clients, I definitely prefer rough idea of weight, but more than yeah. let's, let's have start and end dates is what yeah. I really like. Okay. I should know if there's a reason people did that versus, um, well, maybe bodybuilders will, because they're like, I don't care how long it takes. Like I need to get to, you know, 200 pounds mm. because that's where physique wise I need to be. And so if that takes me or cool, if it doesn't, it doesn't. And so they don't, maybe don't care about the timeline. They care about getting to 200 pounds with muscle. So very softly in my brain, influencing me, uh, back when I set this goal originally back in September, I was yeah. still doing powerlifting and um like kind of kind of casually and yeah. uh the next weight class is like 165 so i was trying to make 148 um for the original oh, weight when you were when you were oh, you got to 155 i got to 150.1 yep wait 150 what 150.1 pounds is what i got oh to at the gosh. end oh my gosh and so i was like and i was trying i was testing water cuts and um i have footage from that that i've never released i'll show you when you're here it's yeah it's gnarly man i mean I it's bet. like I was getting out of a hot, don't do a hot bath. Don't do that. Oh my God. So I had somebody later recommend a sauna suit. So maybe we'll talk about this at some point down the road, yeah. but like it was ugly. Yeah. That's it was wild. like really, really not good. For well, I think health. now, you know, though, through that experience, you're not going to be in the 148 weight class. I couldn't. And, and ever. once I failed that, like, you know, I did fail. Like I realized that like for my health, I could not do this. Yeah. Um, I realized that's never going to be feasible because I was like, you know, I'm going to bulk after this and I'm going to put yeah. on muscle. That's just so you're just pushing yourself farther and farther from being able to hit that. So you just got to go for the next, the different 165 class. is the next okay. weight limit. So it's like, okay, now I have roughly 15 pounds of muscle of room that, you know, mm -hmm. to put on 15 pounds of yeah. muscle. That's going to take me two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to continue with powerlifting or not. Um, I think it's fun to just like test and see my numbers every once in a while. But yeah. anyway, 
Love it. Um, so like we, we actually didn't even answer the question how to know when to stop versus like when to buckle oh. or buckle down and get caught. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you it. recognize that because I was ready to move on the next one. I mean, for me, it's like, how do you know when to stop? I mean, there's I always think there's like there's like one hard and fast rule that I would stop. It's like if you're getting to a body fat percentage that's actually unhealthy for you and having negative health effects. So how do people know their body fat percentage? Do what? How do people know their body fat percentage though? You know, like that's another yeah. thing is like, are you getting DEXA scans? Are you just eyeballing it? Like, well, and I think maybe like a good range for it is like, I mean, there's obviously generic numbers out there of like, you know, if you're a five foot seven female, like around what you'd weigh And mine right now is, which is actually interesting. I'm thinking about that. I think it says like, it's 122 to 150 something like a very like 30 pound range. I mean, I'm 151 right now. And if I went and got my, I'm assuming if I went and got my blood work done, I would probably be totally fine. So it's like, yeah okay, where is actually an unhealthy body fat? But typically, I think for a lot of people, they'll see it like cardiovascularly, like you're just getting to a heavy enough weight where like it's difficult for you to hold up cardiovascular wise. Um, but you may see some other issues too, uh, health wise. But I feel like the first one that people notice is their cardiovascular kind of starts to go. If you guys are doing DEXA scans or you're looking at body fat percentage in some accurate way, like don't use the foot scale in your bathroom. That's not going to be accurate. Yeah. Don't use the handheld scale that personal trainers at your local gym will be like, you got to hold on to this. Or the in-body in scans. Those work on, an, on a technology called bioelectrical impedance analysis, BIA for short. And what it does yeah. is it sends, like, let's say you're holding on to it or you're standing on it. It sends an electrical signal up one and down the other. Now, electrical currents travel differently through body fat versus muscle. So that's like generally how it works. Yeah. Um, it's where it can't the, travel versus where it can. And that's how it does the analysis. I think it's just rate. Right. I think it still can travel, but anyways, uh, I'm not positive on that. Yeah. Our, but. Yeah. But that's how it analyzes it is that based on like with the resistance it's receiving, which where it's traveling, that's how it analyzes what your body fat percentage is. Yeah. But it is super, super, super inaccurate. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't, it, a lot of it is going to be based on hydration. So I wouldn't even use it. it. It's like throwing a dart at a dartboard blindfolded. Like it's going to be, if it, if it's accurate to your actual body fat percentage, it was by luck, not yeah. by, you know, oh, you're some testing protocol God. Um, yeah. DEXA is probably going to be the best you're going to get outside of like, I mean, that's even pretty lab setting. Those are what, like 50, a hundred thousand dollars, something like that. Like those are expensive machines. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway um so when when should you get <laughs> i actually posted the other day about how uncomfortable i was with my my own body yeah. so like you're gonna have those bad bad body image days um where you're like dang i look chubby now i'm like i didn't used to look like this so <laughs> i don't know what advice do you have for i don't know i think how do you know when to stop one if it's negative that's the hard stop is if it's neg negatively affecting you health wise um and then I think the buckle down and get comfortable. Like, I, I also think there's a point where it's like, I don't have to buy all new clothes. Like I don't have the finances for that. I don't want to go buy all new clothes. I like my clothes. And so you could be like, okay, once I start actually not being able to button my pants, then that's when I stop. And I think yeah. that will actually take a lot long. If you're trying to go for like a pound per month, it'll take actually, I'm just now six months. Like my take. first pair of pants, I can't sit down in. And yeah. um, that took eight and a half months for me to get there. Yeah. So you know, I, uh, when to, uh, yeah. When to buckle down, get comfortable with extra body fat. That's just it's, hard. It's a tough call because you're going to have those bad body image. Like, you're going to have yeah. those bad body image days, no matter what. And then like two days later, I think here's, here's a off the wall recommendation. Okay. If you have double the amount of bad body image days than you normally do, because some people are going to be more strict. So I'm not going to put like a static number of like two bad body image days yeah, per, per week. If you normally have one of those per week and you start having two of those per week, 
I would seriously start considering, you know, should you, should you turn this around at some point? I don't know if that's yeah. a really good rule of thumb. No, I actually like that. But my immediate thought was if you, half of your week is spent with bad body image days, uh, so maybe not two, but it's like, because like, I think there's definitely times where it's like you get around birthdays or, or vacations and you start picking apart a little bit more. Yeah. So it's like, if most of the time, like for a month, I mean, half of your week, half of your days, three, four days, you're just having terrible body image days. And it's like, okay, you're at a pretty uncomfortable amount. But then I also yeah. don't think it's the worst thing in the world. If like, you can't fit into any of your jeans and you're like, I don't want to buy all yeah, new jeans. Yeah, just do a cut. That's fine. I think you're good. But I think it will take, again, if you're gaining at a rate of about a pound per month, I mean, again, I'm to, I mean, it depends how tight you buy your jeans, all that stuff. There's a lot of stretch to jeans nowadays too. It's actually going to take a lot longer than you realize. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard just not knowing someone's personality of like, do you need to be pushing? Like, do you need to push yourself more? Or like you having a healthy mindset about this and like, yeah, you can go ahead and stop. I think but something that might be really helpful is like, talk to a friend, talk to a coach, talk to somebody about what you're feeling and just yes. having that, like, yeah, have that soundboard. Yeah. Like you and I have talked about like bulking and like in some capacity with each other. And I yeah. think just having a friend that can kind of relate to you, they don't necessarily need to be going through the bulk, but just be like, dude, am I getting fat? And they're gonna be like, no. <laughs> you're crazy. No, uh, girls can't really ask each other that that's that maybe guys can, but yeah, not necessarily fair. something girls can do. So. Yeah, that's fair. But guys would do that and be like, okay, cool, man. Thanks for the honesty and move on. And then mm -hmm. it would end friendships. <laughs> it would end friendships. So I wanted to throw I mean, out a, uh... I don't know. I think you know you and you know what you need to push past and what yeah. your mental block is and the reality of it. And just like whatever emotions you're feeling, like wait it out 24 hours and then come back. Yeah. To oh, so true. Wait it out 24 hours. Love that rule. Love that rule. Yeah. Give yep. yourself 24 hours of like, okay, I'm feeling really emotional right now. Give myself 24 hours. And you go back Sleep and you're like, on. oh, it's okay. There's times where like, I'll take photos to post on Instagram. And I'm like, I hate every photo. And Same. I know about this. I go wait 24 hours, come back to the photos. I'm like, oh, these are actually really cute because I was just having a moment. Yeah. With whatever it was. Uh, so. Healthy body fat, roughly healthy body fat for men and women. Um, if again, if you're getting a solid testing protocol like DEXA, 10 to 20% for men and 18 to 30% for women is uh, a yeah. healthy body fat percent. Yeah, ranges. I think if you want to get your body fat tested, the only way I would actually like recommend would be like DEXA. Just know yep. there's a, like a 5% error rate on that. So yep. just take it with, you know. If don't they know. don't, uh, if the, if you do schedule a DEXA, uh, look up a testing protocol of like what you yes. should be doing before, you know, I think it's like, you shouldn't be lifting. I don't know the exact thing. So please look at them, look them up. Right. Um, but some like, you know, you shouldn't lift 24 hours before you shouldn't eat right before, like these things yeah. can screw it up kind of the same way that we, uh, want to look at weight, you know, under the same conditions, you know, every yeah. day, if we're testing, if we're looking at our weight every day, that's how we want to do our testing protocol for DEXA is like do it under the same conditions so we can get some kind of measurable data that's yeah relevant and consistent to what you're you know what yeah because you ate right before versus didn't right before for two different scans you're gonna it's gonna come back different yeah. so i yep. agree that was a good one um so we're currently bulking what struggles have we dealt with what advice would we give each other i feel like i've talked a little bit about mine i'm finally not fitting into a pair of jeans that's kind of like well that really wasn't a struggle i was like oh, this sucks i'm gonna have to wait till the fall to fit into these again mm. and i just moved on but thankfully i've, I've purchased other jeans in the meantime so i'm fine um how's your hunger been you oh i have zero well? hunger at all times i, I mean i'm just never hungry that's probably been a big do what is it coming up on nausea yet no no i really have not hit the nausea at yeah I, yeah i mean there's times where i'm like shoot i have 2,000 calories hit and it's 8 p.m and i'm just like do i make myself sick or do i call it an l usually i'll try to get as much as i can without making myself sick and then call it an l and be like i need to plan out tomorrow better um yeah. 
I don't know. I'm gonna let you talk about what struggles have you dealt with. I feel like I need to think <clears> on that a little bit more. My two biggest struggles have been like the hunger is just I'm I'm usually I'm not a very hungry person as is. I just always have been like it's harder for me to put on weight than it is for, for me to lose weight. Um, yeah. So that's been pretty tough is like, like this morning I poured a bowl of cereal, 126 grams of cinnamon toast crunch and 300 milliliters of milk. Um, and I couldn't even finish it. I got through like 90% of it. And then I had to like subtract it from my calorie tracker, you know, like yeah. take that back out. And I was like, I'm just getting sick. Like I literally feel nauseous from eating. And it's yeah. like not even that big of a bowl of cereal. Um, yeah. It's big for like the average human, I think, but like for like the average person. And so nausea is pretty tough, um, especially eating early in the morning. I've been trying to eat, just like wake up and eat a granola bar, eat something small right. just to get some kind of like hunger going. Because otherwise I could go till 1, 2 p.m. without eating and like yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll be fine. And so, you know, coming from that level of leanness, like striations all over my body, like my skin is just paper thin and tight across yeah. my muscle and everything to now. And I feel like I'm not, I'm not gonna say like chubby. I just feel like I've had to reframe my thinking of being like, Oh, you're really lean. Like, you know, you feel like yeah. a tiger almost to now. I feel like more of like a bear. Like I have to like think of myself in terms of animals. Like, Oh, I'm going bear yeah. mode now, you know? Yeah. Like I'm hibernating essentially yeah. and just like putting <laughs> on weight and like, so I've had to change it from instead of like being like fast and agile and like cut and stuff is like, I am powerful, you know, yeah. like that's like a mental thing that I've had to get over is just like thinking like, okay, so that's why I started testing my powerlifting, you know, not quite one rep max, but just like yeah. lifting really heavy again to remind myself like what the goal is here. And it's like maximizing muscle growth, but also I'm just getting fucking strong, man. Like, yeah. I feel like I could, I feel like I could rip a tree apart. Like, I know how <laughs> I weird that. that sounds, but like, I literally feel like I could just take a log and just snap it in half. Yeah. I couldn't. Like I couldn't do that. That's not like, you know, that's Captain America did that, but like, <laughs> but no, you feel, feel like you can, I feel like I could, I'm not going to yeah. test it because I'd be like yeah. really disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I feel like after you're talking about that, I feel like the, the eating, like getting up the calories in has been the struggle, which is always mind blowing for women. Like that, that's a struggle, but like get up to 2700 calories, like trying to yeah. eat well. Right. Yeah. And I still enjoy Oreos and stuff, but like I do try to eat well, that can be a struggle. And then making sure you do that where you get to, eight, you're not at 8 PM trying to cram calories in. I feel like, for me, like this bulk has just been such a growing, like I've just experienced a lot of positives in this bulk. Like I've just, I've never been, this is the most body positive, confident I've ever been I love that. ever. And which is a weird thing to think of. Like I'm not at my heaviest, my heaviest I've ever been is 160, but it's like, I remember a time in my life where I was like at 155. I was like, oh my gosh, I really need to drop weight. Like I'm getting like, I can't believe I'm pushing 155. And now it's like, I'm 151, 152-ish. And I'm like, I could stay here. Like I could not go into cut in August and be happy with my body how it is right now for probably the rest of my life. And it's like, that's a really weird thought to have. And so it's just like, it's been more of like, maybe the struggle there. And maybe it's okay that I don't talk about it, that I have a bunch of struggles and that's okay. It's just like the struggle is like really reframing of like, wow, this is like my new reality. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And this is cool to see how much I've grown from the last time I've done this and just the last time I've weighed this amount. Um, or something else I was going to bring up too. Oh, there was one thing that I posted about. I posted a reel where I tried on all of my shorts. Oh yeah, I've I remember had that. In the last like yeah. I don't know eight, five, eight years. Um, and when I was in that reel, reel, I didn't say, "Oh, my body's bigger now, so I need to change." I said, "I have a stronger body now, and these shorts will support that. my stronger body." And mm -hmm. that spoke to so many people because it's like my body's not just bigger; like my body's so much more. It's stronger. It's more capable. It's 
all of these things, it's like, why we, first of all, bigger shouldn't necessarily be a negative word, but it has been in society. And so it's like, this is just my stronger body. That's what I've built. And I actually kept one pair of shorts that don't fit because I have a photo of myself on vacation. I'm just like, I don't know, posing for a photo, wearing these shorts. And I was at a really lead. I I really liked my body then and I don't fit in them now. And so I'm Mm. like, I can't wait to go into a cut, put those on, not be able to fit in them be like, look, I am lean and have lines and all this. And I don't fit in these shorts that fit me in 2018, Mm -hmm. you know, and like do a comparison photo there. But that was a cool experience to go through being like, look, I could get. 10 pounds leaner right now. And I still won't fit in these shorts because I put on more muscle, which is what the intent was. And mm. I'll look probably more, even though I hate this word, more toned in those shorts when I try those on versus when I had them back in 2018. So yeah, actually, I just want to like quickly for one minute, say um, for people that are looking to get like that tone that Brian, I hate this word, but um, you're going to need a podcast to all on that. I think it's episode four. If you want to hear why I hate the word tone, <laughs> go check out episode four. Um, yeah. But for like, if you want to get toned, you're going to need to gain muscle. Like nobody's like has zero muscle or very little muscularity and is like losing weight. And then it's like, oh, I look toned. Like you're just going to look like a limp noodle. I'm sorry. But like, if you want to get toned, if you want to look like those people that have muscle, you're going to need to put on muscle. Does that mean you absolutely need to be in a surplus? No, but it means that like. Means you'll need to weigh more. It means you'll probably need to weigh more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the biggest hurdle for women to get over is that you'll need to. The number on the scale, like you might be attached this 120 or 130 or whatever, but like, yeah, you might look better at 130 or 140. So like, yeah, ditch, don't worry about the number as much, you know, use it as a data point, but don't use it as your end goal. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was great. That was really good. That was was a very succinct way of saying that. That might be a clip. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, Do you want to close this out with talking about your favorite calorie dense foods? Oh my God. I would love to. I mentioned Oreos like 500 times. So I don't know if you know. Uh, do you want to do an cereal. Oreo review when we're here? We're thinking about doing an Oreo review with you. You want to do one with us? I'm down. Yeah, of course. We'll do lemon, maybe. Oh, I'm not a really big lemon person, period. I but I'll still review it lemon. with you. I hate lemon. And so I'm thinking okay. this is going to be like a three or a four out of 10 for me, but I'm okay. not sure yet. I haven't, we'll I haven't tested it. Anyway. So cereal, for sure. Yeah, cereal, Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Apple Jacks, uh, Count Chocula when it's in season. Um, I say that like like it's like a fruit yeah (laughs) but like they only have it around like Halloween though by the way did you know that Oklahoma state vegetable is a watermelon why would right yeah your face and response right now is exactly how I responded (laughs) it's it's a fruit and they classified it as their state vegetable I learned this yesterday so where did you learn that from? Um, we were, for some reason, at our Mother's Day brunch, we we're talking about, you know what the state bird is of Texas? You know, the state this of this? And I think Sage or my brother was like, yeah, do you know Oklahoma's state vegetable is a watermelon? And then we went down a whole discussion of what's a fruit versus a vegetable. And yeah. That must have been a riveting conversation. And I'm only disappointed that I wasn't in Texas to take part in that. Yeah. It would, it would have been great if you had been there. <laughs> anyways, that is, that literally was just like broke my brain. <laughs> right? Right? So yeah. Anyways. Um, so cereal well, nothing when it's in else, season. If nothing else, our listeners can take away from this podcast that fun fact that uh, that can Oklahoma go classifies. I don't even know they classify watermelon as a vegetable, but their state vegetable is a watermelon. So wow. Devious. Um, mine would probably be more like chippy crunchy thing so like okay. i love Salt, like, the dots pretzels yep. barbecue chip like any type of chip chips are my favorite Ooh, chips and queso man oh, that yeah. let's just like i'll just get 
you know, tortilla chips, queso. That's a good one for me to snack on. I can eat forever. Yeah, mine are like kind of the crunchy, salty things, if I think about it, that I really yeah. like to go on the calorie. Let's see. Cereal, Oreos, uh, some chippies, like Doritos sometimes. Yeah. Uh, IBC root beer. Shout out. IBC root oh, beer. Oh, yeah. I have like one of those every day. I actually have chocolate like- Chocolate milk. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I actually have two jugs of chocolate milk in my fridge that I haven't opened yet. Um, need to get on that. I don't know why. I know. Love the chocolate milk. Um, Juices. Um, those are easy. What? What are? Juices like oh, yeah, like juice. orange yep. juice. Yeah. I switched like I when I would go to Chick Fil A, I'd always get a diet lemonade. I now get the regular ones. So that's two hundred twenty extra calories right there. So just making those small little switches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I throw in more butter or olive oil when I'm cooking. Um, well, when yeah. Maddie's cooking, I should say. I don't really yeah. cook that much. She does the majority of the cooking in this household. The firm majority. I'm going to say like 99.9%. Yeah. It's, it's it's great. We have a good good situation here. <laughs> it is a good situation. Um, ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah, ice cream's a good Car- one. Caramel Sutra is a favorite of mine. I really like caramel. Um Caramel chocolate cheesecake is also a good flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's specifically, one pint of that is like 1,100 calories. Yeah. I don't know what Bluebell is. I always, I like Bluebell better. Okay. So, but okay. I'm very just like cookies and cream. Like that is just. That's good. Ugh. That's good. That then beats Bluebell's cookies and cream for me. So, yeah, I think everyone kind of gets the idea. Just, you know, the fun foods that you mm-hmm. like and enjoy. Just eat a little yeah, bit more whatever. of them. There's nothing magical about what you know? Brie and I said. It's just like our preferences. Yeah. And I think also if you don't want to, you don't have to go down the route that we're going. You also could just like whatever you're currently eating, just like double some of the portions. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a banana at lunch, have two bananas, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, you, you know, we talked about this, the fullness and satiety issue. If you're running to that fullness and satiety issue, then yeah, lean to some more dense stuff. But you could just start off by just, you know, doubling portions on certain things. Yep. So. All right. Well, you want to cool. wrap it up there? Yeah, I think that's everything. So if you guys have any questions or feedback or anything at all, um, please shoot us a DM. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to leave us a review, we would love that as well. It helps out the podcast. So Unless it's four episode, stars or below. And if it's yeah. four stars or below, don't worry about it. Don't just, just don't even just, sweat it. Yeah, <laughs> just move on, go to the next yeah. podcast. But if but, it is uh, if it is a five-star review, then yeah, go ahead and hit that even five. If, like, if you do have something, feedback to give, you're That's like, true. yeah, your podcast terrible, shoot us a DM so we actually yeah. can improve. I would you like know? that. Yeah, that would be nice. you know, shoot us a DM. But we're yeah. always happy to hear from you. You know, screenshot. If you're listening to this episode, send a screenshot. And oh my God, if you tagged us in, in a story and, and was like, this, this podcast was great, you know how happy that would make us? It makes our entire days. Seriously, honestly. we text each other about it. Like, we do. When, we screenshot yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll send them to each other. Yeah. yeah. It makes our whole day when we get the feedback. So. It really does. Awesome. Well, everyone right. have a great rest of your week and we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Damn Strong Podcast. Show me some love by leaving a review and sharing a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram stories. Until next time, stay strong.